You're listening to the Jilted Indian Podcast, a show that examines the immigrant and first-gen South Asian American experience through politics, history, and pop culture. Join our hosts as they explore all the ways they don't fit in, reclaim their connections to their Indian heritage, and eventually say, fuck it, we're starting a feminist commune. Here are your hosts. Hello, and welcome back, Jilted Indian Podcast listeners. This is Anju. Pooja. And Miranda, and we come with love and courage to present our annual Bollywood Watch Party episode on Dil Tu Pagal Hai, which translates to, I learned because there's always a song that tells me what it means, The Heart is Crazy. <laughs> so, this is a film uh, from 1997. All of you who are Bollywood fans, you already know that. It was directed by Yash Chopra, who uh, had directed a lot of films in India, worked a lot with, I believe, Sri Devi. And I think he passed away in 2012. So this is kind of in the later part of his career, if I'm correct. This grossed about $8.4 million worldwide. Um, the movie itself cost $1.3 million to make, and that's probably due to that random trip in Europe that seems to happen <laughs> in every Bollywood film. And... The overalls budget, because there were a lot of overalls in this film. Um, the soundtrack, including that goddamn whistle song <laughs> I can't get out of my fucking head. I got drunk and I forgot it. I'll bring it back, don't worry. Um, uh, including Diltu Pagal Hey, that popular song. Um, this soundtrack is pretty popular. The songs were composed by Utam Singh. The lyrics were by Anand Bakshi. And this was the best-selling Bollywood soundtrack of the year with 12.5 million raked in. So, what about the stars themselves and the critical reception, Pooja? This movie starred Madhuri Dixit as Pooja, Shah Rukh Khan as Rahul yet again, and Karishma Kapoor as Nisha, and a cameo by Akshay Kumar pre-Modi fan club boy, um, as Ajay. Krishma Kapoor happened to be the sixth actress cast offered the role. She, um, there were a lot of people who passed on it, including Juhi Chalwa and Kajal. Just they went down until they got to Krishma Kapoor because we'll talk about it later. This role kind of sucked. And she, for those who don't know, she is a fifth generation of the Kapoor family. Her father is Raj Kapoor and her mother is Babita. And what that means is her family has been um, involved in Bollywood since its inception. So she has a 92-year family legacy in Bollywood. So that's who this is. Nepotism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, nepotism for this whole movie. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> Shah Rukh Khan, everybody knows. He is uh, he is of the, the, the times. He... he has been uh, said in certain circles that he's the the new Amitabh in terms of being world renowned and and you know famous enough. He is the subject of a David Letterman um, talking to people. This whatever that show's called. It's not called talking to people, but that's what he does. I think it's called this next guest needs no introduction. Something to that effect. Yeah. I was gonna say deserves no introduction, but that's a different emotion. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'll understand why she that that just flew out of her mouth. So you'll, you'll Spoiler alert! Fun fact on this movie, 
The costuming was in part handled by that well-known auteur. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Uh, <laughs> Karen Johar of Kuch Kuch Hotahe fame. So, Who directed it? So this movie was made in 1997. He was the co-costume designer. In 1998, he directs Kuch Kuch Hotahe. Maybe he should have stuck to directing. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know who should have stuck to some other stuff instead of playing this nepotism game? Uh, the writers of this film, because they were <laughs> the children of the director of the film. So, Oh, geez. Yeah, it's like if Tom Hanks made a film for Chet Hanks, starring <laughs> Chet Hanks' ideas. Not Colin Hanks, <laughs> Chet Hanks. <laughs> I love how you chose the shittiest Hanks kid. <laughs> well... <laughs> She has a good reason to shit on that guy. My similes and metaphor games are on point. (laughs) (laughs) Critically, this movie uh, received uh, a lot of awards. I guess there was not much going on in 1997. This was seen as it. No standards. It swept like the Filmfare Awards or something like that. The most interesting title it won was the best popular film providing wholesome entertainment. At the 45th National Film Awards, so <clears throat> Modi, um, sorry, <clears throat> BJP, the... You got to get your throat checked, girl. <laughs> I know. There's like frogs down there. Four to five stars when it came out on Empire and then four to five on Prime out of 194. Reviews, the soundtrack is also four out of five on most websites and, and rating systems that I, I researched. And the choreographer who had to work with all this lycra pleather and overalls. Um, <laughs> she, Mike Daver, she won the National Film Award for Best Choreography for this. So I think actually that's the only award that's earned in this whole movie. <laughs> but Anju, before we get ahead of ourselves, please regale us with the plot. Okay. Um, Dilda Pagalhe is the story of Rahul, played by Shah Rukh Khan, who does not believe in love. Rahul fails to understand how two people can spend their lives together. It's the story of Pooja, Madhuri Dixit, who believes that there is someone who was made for her and she's destined to meet that person. It's also the story of Nisha, Karishma Kapoor, who believes that love is friendship and one day her dream will come true. Dilda Paglahe is a grand musical about passionate people with dreams. <laughs> will their dreams come true? Will they find their true love? Dilda Paglahe makes us believe that someone somewhere is made for us. Does it make us believe that? Did it make you believe that? I'm getting well, ahead of myself. Let's just be straight. You're hearing a review for those of you who are tuning into our podcast for the very first time. Oh, yeah. It's our it's our Bollywood Watch Club episode. I guess we forgot to say that. <laughs> just know that we're about to shit on this. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 wanna, I feel like we owe it an apology in advance because I know a lot of our, our listeners probably grew up and actually like loved this movie because they were probably teenagers like we were when it came out. Um, so... Uh, sorry to shit on your dreams <laughs> or your childhood memories. Speaking of being a teenager, this movie came out in 1997. I was 17 at the time. What about y'all? Yeah, we were all 17. Well, y'all may. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, no. I was 16 because this movie came out before my birthday. And so I was 16. Question. Would teenage you have liked this movie? Uh, teenage me was a sappy romantic. Um, so I would definitely have identified with Pooja and her um fantasy of soulmates and waiting for the one um but i think i also would have been really baffled by the fact that when it finally happened she just like got in her own way like for no reason whatsoever um and also teenage me did think that srk was um, an arrogant jerk 
And watching this movie confirms that. So I think I still would have hated him. <laughs> I will say that I, out of y'all, I watched the Bollywood movies, the big ones of this era. And this one missed me because when we started watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, this whistling. I, I, I didn't watch it. Um, but I did see a lot of the dances on the, if you don't know, there are a lot of um, dance, there used to be, before YouTube, a lot of dance compilations. I feel so old. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of dance compilation DVDs that the production companies would put out of their greatest hits that year. So you didn't have to watch the movie. And all the dances from all the various films were right there for your access, right? So I would have seen all the dances for Delta Pagohe via that, and I would have assumed, oh, it's a great movie. So I remember having good memories of this movie, then I realized I didn't watch it. So Teenage Me did like the movie, so to speak, because she liked the dances and the songs, despite the overuse of the overall aesthetic. <laughs> That's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what about you, Miranda? Oh, I know I would not have liked this as a teenager because, again, for the 10 millionth time, I felt rejected by Indian people back then. But let's pretend I was a good, acceptable Indian child who was well-behaved and didn't have ADHD. <laughs> I would have hated it still because I was Nisha in this storyline. Like, I was one of the boys, and that one of the boys' energy was a little strong there. And I've been there and I know how much it perpetuates like patriarchal shit. And I've been that girl who listens to dudes talk about other girls and I hated that shit. Like that's, that was like my late teenage years and early 20s. That's all the bullshit I dealt with. So I saw what happened to her and how it didn't, you know, end well for her. And I would have been like, fuck this. Fuck this. That's all I have to say about that. So like, <laughs> I think I need to ask what, what did we like about this movie? Like, that, we, we can't be just shit on it the whole time. We need to be like, okay, okay, what do we like? I, I do like the choreography, and I do like the songs. Taken out of context for the movie, not knowing how toxic everything is, the songs are fine. <laughs> just pretend normal people are discussing their relationship, and the songs are fine. <laughs> they still are, a couple of them are still like, uh, very patriarchal, but for the most part, they're, they're general, their love songs are fine. The overt sex metaphors are always my favorite things in Bollywood movies. And there were at least three that I clocked in this movie. The most, the most, I guess, visible one would be the dance number near the end when Madhuri as Pooja is wearing a red sari, a plain red sari. Up until that point, she'd been wearing all white. Or pastels. That's right. Or neutral tones. But then she wore this hymen cherry pop red <laughs> sari. And in that song, there was back hugging and tussling and, you know, stuff. So I, I appreciated that. Bollywood never lets me down on how much they will avoid talking about sex and making it more uncomfortable with these really censor-approved <laughs> metaphors. What about y'all? What did you like? Um, I love Madhuri, and she made me like Pooja, who is otherwise a male fantasy character, just like the character she played in the movie, Maya, um, who is void of any agency or identity of her own. She, I feel like her personality changed from scene to scene. I had no idea who she was, but she was very likable. 
Um, I also really appreciated that they did manage to avoid like the bitchy cat fight scene between the two women. Uh, Nisha did have her like jealous dance off moment or whatever, but then she like realized she she checked herself, and then after that, like they did not fight over whatever, which was nice. <laughs> she checked herself after she wrecked herself. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, you had <laughs> to say movie. that. Nineties movie. Had to say that. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe I missed that opportunity, but yes. <laughs> okay. Speaking of 90s, there was like a very much a, uh, I forgot what the name of this rapper is already. Is it Positive K? Yes. In that song, I got a man. What your man got to do with me? I got a man. Like that's all that that's I That's all Rahul's game is. Is that. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that song. <laughs> um, okay. What did I like about this movie? I loved the hair, and of course, I loved the men in unitards. Like, you know what? I was like, okay, you know how, like, it can be, like, aggressive masculine and like, yeah, we're so tough, blah. But then when I saw all those dudes in unitards just doing those, like, the sexy dancing, I was like, yes, something gay, finally. Like, (laughs) a little bit of trivia for those that don't know, in that specific number with the all the black unitards and and the the leather um, strappy shoes, they were there was Shahid Kapoor in the background who's also of the Kapoor family, but he is the guy right now in Bollywood. So he has his very first Bollywood cameo as a backup dancer in that in that unitard. Well, for all the gay men in India. I'm glad you all have that one to put on repeat. Like, make it a gif, stare at it all day. It was fun. It reminded me of something I can't do right now because of the pandemic. It reminds me of drag shows, and it makes me wish I could be at S4 in Dallas right now. Uh, The dancing was really fun. And also, I just wanted to point out, like, you know, we're watching this with captions. And the song that opened this whole film, uh, one of the lyrics was, my hair disheveled as if I were drunk. And I'm like... As if. (laughs) You mean like I've been this whole pandemic, like in 2020 in general? Like listening to her talk about this like other experience, I'm like, wow, that's been me for like months though. (laughs) I feel like it's it's a slap in the face to the put together drunks that are out there. Some people (laughs) are drunk without a hair out of place. Like, can we acknowledge their brilliance? I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I was just like, wait, is this not an okay state? Because I've been this whole time. And of course, I have to say, making fun of this, we were texting each other back and forth in a group chat this whole movie. And I'd have to say what was most fun was watching it and making fun of it with y'all. Like, Anju, what did you say in the very beginning in like... Am I going to be yelling at the TV the whole time? <laughs> I think it was, I think it was, am I going to be yelling why at the movie this entire time? And basically, yes. <laughs> and at some point she got all caps in her text messages and I was like, there it is. It was a fun way to pass two hours and 54 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, okay. Now we know what the synopsis of the movie was and we talked about what we liked can we now talk about what we didn't like there's several questions to address here Anju what do you got uh did any areas of this movie pass the Bechel test well 
That would require them to have more than two scenes with two female characters in it. Like speaking at the same time. Speaking at the same time. I only clocked two. Four, actually. There were two conversations with the auntie. There was the one with a chai at the beginning and then the one at the end when auntie finds out that she's supposed to marry Ajay. And then there was a scene with the, with the teacher and then there was a scene where Nisha apologizes to Pooja for the dance-off. Ah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so yeah, there were four, and I think only one of those passed the Bechdel test. The conversation about Chai was technically not about a man, so. Right, yes. That's true. But it led directly into your father-uncle is, you know, being a pest outside. So, the, I mean, it wasn't about a romantic interest, but it eventually led to help me get this man under the control. So there were only one that passed the Bechdel test, right? So Nisha and Pooja's dance-off. Really? Yeah, so... I mean, so Nisha and Pooja's dance-off conversation was Nisha apologizing for being jealous, which she framed as being about, like, the space and her, like, possessiveness of it. But I feel like it was a metaphor about their feelings for Rahul, so I'm not sure that passes either. Uh, So it's a zero for four. So no, (laughs) this movie did not pass the Bechdel test, which is weird that there were only four scenes with two women speaking, uh, characters for a rom-com. That's weird when you don't have, like, a female best friend. That's a different... Oh, wait. Hold on. Pooja did have a female best friend. Remember, they had those two very shitty conversations about how you don't get... As an Indian woman, you don't get to marry the man that you choose. Okay, so we're up to five. This is like the elections, the 2020 elections. (laughs) We're up to five reporting conversations. Uh, That's six. Six conversations. six, Six. Zero for six have been called in favor of feminism. Um, over to you, Miranda. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Did this love triangle and is it a triangle? Because I'm starting to think it was an open ended, <laughs> uh, many sided object. Um, it was a square, I guess. Mm, it's a half pentagram. <laughs> did it make sense? <laughs> did this whatever this object was, did it make sense? So let's count it out. Let's count out our points. We have Rahul in the center, because he's the Mm -hmm. objet. Well, you have Nisha and Rahul, right? And then Rahul and Mm -hmm. Pooja, and then Pooja Mm -hmm. and Ajay. And in the end, Ajay and Nisha. Maybe. So it's a half pentagram. But also, Ajay's a hoe. The whole movie, he stepped into other women. That's his whole jig. That's his his whole playbook. Where Rahul is, you got a man with what that got to do with me. Ajay's is, you want this dick? And I just feel <laughs> like Nisha is the only one in a one-sided love. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Good I don't think... for her. God damn. Like, yeah. just <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah. So does the love triangle Oof. make, or love whatever, whatever shape that is, make sense? Um, so we've established that Rahul sucks. So I feel like that already <laughs> makes it fall apart. The right? bottom fell out. Why the fuck? It's a, it's a black hole now. It's sucking everything in. The bottom fell out. Yeah, I think I think we can go to Rahul at this point. Because for those of you who heard our Kuch Kuch Hotha Hey episode, I was like really getting into the movie. And I was like, oh, this thing's going to happen to this person over here. Oh, oh my gosh. And this thing's going to happen over there. The intermission. What's going to happen? What's happening to this little girl? Is she going to, like, do something foolish? And Rahul deserves no one. 
And I'm like, the second this movie started, I was like, his name is Rahul. I wonder if it's like, number one, the same guy. It was not. It's just another movie with a guy named Rahul. And number two, I'm like, wait, is this guy also a douchebag? The fuck? Rahul deserves no one again. Official rating. Like, Rahul deserves no one. That's going to be our for our Bollywood watch party seals of approval. Rahul deserves no one. <laughs> and then eventually we'll get to one where it's like, Rahul maybe deserves somebody. And then maybe there'll eventually be a movie, Rahul deserves something. And then <laughs> another level... Rahul gets what he deserves. <laughs> I can't wait for Rahul gets what he deserves. I love the idea that we're just get, we're eventually going to get to a movie where the, the lead is not named Rahul, and we're still just going to be like Rahul deserves no one. There's <laughs> <laughs> no one. <laughs> a theme with this, and basically what I didn't like about this film is the men are trash. There's not one good man in here. I kept sending Pooja and Anju this picture of a mural of the Madonna or Virgin Mary lovingly looking down and in the place on the wall where she's looking down there are several bags of trash <laughs> it was like Nisha looking at Rahul it's a bag of trash every single time somebody liked Rahul I was like Ajay trash I just feel like the men are trash in this film like just several bags of trash and I was like these women are so gorgeous they're so gorgeous and they're so talented and you see them like thrive like in their art and I'm just like so sad and I'm like I just wanted to rescue them both shake them very hard and be like why don't you love yourself yes there are zero non-trashy men maybe Jimmy I don't know mm. Jimmy seems like he's marrying for love because him and Sony worked sony who never had a speaking role or you saw her full face worked at the same theater production company so i think they may have fallen in love um but he had the worst hair like off screen he did not condition so um there was that i i agree with you that the women i i, I texted in that text i i, I said multiple times that Maduri and Karishma could, in the wardrobe they were given during this time, this terrible, terrible wardrobe of midriffs and one, you know, we'll get to that in my in the other segment when I talk about what the fuck, but um, I just feel like their hair, their makeup, their styling, their everything about themselves would translate today. And knowing what I know about, you know, the golden age of Bollywood, they would have translated back then. So to me... They are timeless in what they represent to Indian, you know, Bollywood standards of beauty, you know, performance wise, their skill level. I don't understand anything that Ajay Devgan or sorry, Akshay Kumar and Shah Khan brought to this film as performers, as well as um, just characters of, of men. Like you could have had mops play these roles <laughs> with the same level of charisma and you would have lost nothing. Net gain. Somebody out there must have photoshopped sentient mops with bats on their heads saying the roles, saying the lines. I mean, it's the same effect. It's the same effect. For the show notes, can you please find a mop with googly eyes? <laughs> dipping, dipping Maduri because that's the perfect, you know. Of course. Perfect. That'd be perfect. 
And can and while yeah. we're talking while we're shitting on the men, um, specifically, can we just talk about Rahul and his utter lack of boundaries? I'm just like, oh, why? And not not even just like with the women in his lives, but just in general, just like lack of boundaries in like normal social like situations, like that scene at the restaurant where he like takes the the water from the waiter who was serving it, literally serving it to Pooja, and he just walks by and grabs it and walks off, and I'm just like. What are you doing? And I'm like, okay, fine. That's a restaurant. Maybe he didn't. Re- he just saw a waiter with a glass of water and didn't realize that that person was actually serving someone. Fine. But then later there's a scene where they're sitting next to each other and she is literally drinking a Pepsi, like lifts it to her lips and he yanks it out of her hand and to drink it. I'm just like, you just met her. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, my God. And then he also pulled the pen out of her mouth when she was walking and going through her lines and her blocking and put it behind her ear. Break her teeth. And then... Yeah, and there's a couple times where he smacked Nisha on the butt in a couple scenes, and I'm just like, the very first time you see him interact with Nisha outside of the performance, he walks in on her as she's, you know, getting, getting dressed for the day, and he continually does that with her. Right, and then he makes her, like, he she asks him for an apology, like, setting a boundary like a normal human being, and he punishes her for it, and then ends up making her apologize for wasting his time. I'm just like... What the fuck? Oh my god, he's the worst. Uh. Nab just punishes her. How does he punish her, Angie? How does he punish her? He throws her on her own bed and mounts her from the back uh. as if he's taming her. I'm so glad y'all brought this up because this is my number one what the fuck moment is the utter lack of boundaries. <laughs> Rahul's practically <laughs> dry humping Nisha after the opening of this movie and he keeps ignoring the boundaries like you said, Anju, over and over and over again. And he's even terrible with boundaries in this woman's fantasy in a fantasy. (laughs) In your fantasy. I don't get it. So that's, we're now into the, uh, what are your top five what the fuck moments? And that's number one. Number two. Will somebody please help Pooja? Because she (laughs) keeps falling down. Not only is she falling regularly, she's happily falling regularly. Like she's... (laughs) Like, it's almost normal for her. And she's always <laughs> falling in white. like <laughs> On grass. On grass. Like, never stains her clothes. How? Does she have inner ear problems? There's narrative um, support for the inner ear problems because didn't her parents die in some kind of accident? Was she there too? Did she suffer from inner ear problems from this accident that causes her to fall when she's happy? Or sad? <laughs> Or confused? <laughs> okay, okay, let's go. Let's extend. Yeah. Okay, but how did she become a dancer then with inner ear problems? I feel like that would get in the way. Because she's not happy or sad <laughs> or confused. <laughs> she has no emotions. And no one was concerned for her. That's the upsetting yeah. part. She. How many times did she fall? Like, did she, like, strengthen her core so the falling is not as hard? Like, I don't know. But somebody help Pooja. Number three. What the fuck does Maya mean? What is Maya? <laughs> and like my what the fuck issue with this is uh, Maya is this play, right? That they're getting together and Pooja's the lead character, lead female character. And he, and Rahul's trying to instruct her on how to be Maya. And he's like, don't you get it? It's like Maya. And like, 
when he was directing Pooja on the Maya character, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why can't you be this fictional woman that I can't describe? Like, I was just like, wow, <laughs> the patriarchal themes are so fucking heavy with this. And I think what I sent to Anjun Pooja was uh, Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada saying... Where is that piece of paper I was holding in my hand yesterday? It was like the most insane request you can ask. Like, what the fuck is this Maya shit? So that was my number three. Well, can I just interject to my basic, basic Hindi here? Sure. Maya means magic and illusion. Illusion, right? That's what my understanding of it. Yeah, it means nothing. (laughs) I mean, that's what's perfect about it. It means illusion. Yeah. Like, it's a fantasy. Yeah. It means a thing that is not real. Like, <laughs> I'm so even more confused because, like, he kept, like, harping on her for what is an illusion. <laughs> and so that is so fucked up. Um, okay. Okay. Number four. Why do people just love being in the rain? And how did no one get pneumonia? And there was, like, it's just all over this film. There's even a point where like they're holding an umbrella and it's raining outside and they're like ah, ha, ha, ha. and then they just like toss the umbrella aside to get like <laughs> drenched and there were so many costume changes. So like why did you change clothes to go back out into the rain <laughs> four five times? Make it make sense. I don't understand you. Okay. Mm. So how, do, how is anyone not sick? I don't, I don't get it. Um, I will say this. I, I'm going to throw it in there, too. There was this the rain scene where the children are dancing with Rahul. And I'm just like, why do you exploit children? Like, there's a thing in Bollywood where men exploit children to get the girl to like, manipulate women. <laughs> like, so I'm going to just throw in the, the rain scene with the children. Uh, number five, Nisha, you have trauma. Please get some help. It's probably codependence. Tell me more about how your parents didn't love you in an unconditional way as a child because what you have with Rahul is not love. It is a trauma bond. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh. I mean, she's Indian, so obviously her parents didn't love her in an unconditional way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Miranda, it's called growing up. <laughs> I don't know. She was just like, uh, he could not insult her more. And it just didn't deter her. Oh, my God. Every time that she would badger him into doing something like just basically decent as a human being. And then he would be like, oh, so sweet. And I'm like, what? He didn't volunteer. You basically forced him to do this. That's not sweet. What the hell? Oh, my God. And also, like, the first time she speaks, it's to nag him about being on time for his, you know, cue. And every time, like you're saying, every time she has to mold him to be a better man... And I think they did a successful job of subverting the trope that the best friend who has the one-sided crush makes you into the better person and gets you ready for the, for the person that you're going to pursue. Because she didn't make him into nothing. He remained a piece of shit the whole movie. <laughs> so they successfully subverted that trope. Congrats, Bollywood. Yeah. So fresh. Anju, what about you? Well, first of all, there was Ajay with it. Hey, I have to take a quick day trip somewhere very close to India. We're going to come back tonight. You want to come with me? And then cut to fucking Germany in like Disneyland <laughs> or wherever the fuck. That is not a day trip. What the hell? Did you go through a time space portal? How the hell is that a day trip? <laughs> Another theme in Bollywood. <laughs> it's the 1%, man. It's the 1%. <laughs> they got a network of planes. 
They just zip and zap. I mean, even with the plane, <laughs> I don't think that is a day trip. I'm very confused. But okay. And then and then there was Nisha with her magically appearing, disappearing ankle injury, where she has a broken <laughs> ankle and is in the hospital. And the dance troupe comes to surprise her with a dance number in the rain, as Miranda had pointed out. And they wheel her out to the front to see it. And then she gets out of the wheelchair to go join them in dancing and jumping up and down barefoot in mud with her broken ankle. Maya. (laughs) Her belief in her broken and cracked bones is Maya. Yes. (laughs) It's an illusion. She just has to think past the illusion and she can walk again. Yeah. So... Yeah. What else, Andrew? And then my number three was uh, the overalls, which look, okay, I get it. It was the late 90s. Overalls were a thing. We saw it. I forget who wore it the first time. I think it was a girl. And then there was the dude at the hospital wearing overalls with a belt. (laughs) Why the overalls needed a belt, I don't know. And then I think I texted them when we got to the dance number where all of the men were wearing overalls. I'm like, okay, we've officially, like, surpassed. What is okay for overalls in a movie? <laughs> like 0.3 million of the budget. Yeah, 0.3, 0.3 million, million of the, the budget. budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then dude with the overall and the belt showed up again later because apparently that outfit was so awesome they had to make it work twice. <laughs> Economic in a way. Economic in a way. They're being money saving. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe his character couldn't afford to shower. So... <laughs> He had, he, he, you know, he wore them. All right. So my what the fucks are a mix of on-screen antics and, and behind the scenes, what the foolery, right? So the first thing is the sound effects game. If apps existed back then, these would be the four sounds in that app. Four people clapping in an empty room used <laughs> to play over an arena full of people clapping at a healthy pace, <laughs> drumming of various kinds, um, because you could speed the tempo up or slow it down, and an actor can match that beat. But there's a lot of unsyncopated drumming happening. With stiff arms. With very stiff arms. No, my favorite was the part where, um, I think it was Pooja, is drumming with her hands. Yes, and it's so loud. <laughs> and somehow it sounds like she's using sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That... That's not how that works when you use your fingers. What the? Exactly. Speaking of fingers, there are, I think maybe this explains why when the uncle was pumping away at that harmonium, that there was no music coming out of it. Because obviously he wasn't pressing a damn button. But maybe somebody's (laughs) job to find the harmonium song, but it wasn't one of the four in the app, so they couldn't put it in. So (laughs) he just looks like a fool. And the fourth sound in the app, is spurs. And how do I know this? Because every time Pooja walks away, they want you to think either her bangles are jingling or she's wearing the Bharatnatyam bells on her foot. She's often walking away in the rain, so I don't think she wore them bells. And her wrists are pretty bare. So my conclusion is she wore spurs everywhere, which probably (laughs) is what drew Rahul to her in the first place. Because that's the only other sound effect they fucking had. <laughs> so, sound effects. The whistling was a full-blown, like, reed instrument half the time. And if not, it was definitely produced whistling. MIDI. 
Yeah, that would not come out of somebody's mouth in the wild. Like, <laughs> yodeling you would believe, not the whistling. And then, okay, so number two, we've mentioned the dancing in the rain. But the difference in which women or men are treated in this movie, again, behind the scenes, a little quibble. When they go to that hospital scene and they're dancing, remember, Krishma Kapoor is wearing a band, a soft gauze band around a broken ankle. Um, and she gets up because, you know, she, she overcame the Maya of broken bones to dance. And all the women in that rained scene, because it's actual fucking dirt, so it's mud at this point, are barefoot. All the backup dancers, the women are barefoot. But all the men are wearing shoes. I stopped it and made sure all the men had on shoes. And all the women were barefoot. That pissed me off. So that, that was my what the fuck moment. Like, you don't care about... Oh, anyway, okay. <laughs> Number three. The meet cute and the contrived coincidences for fate to have intervened in Rahul and Pooja's life makes me think that they are being punished and this is karma. Because what happens is a bakery puts sandwiches in a box meant for a cake and there was a mix-up. And so he picked up her cake. You know, the old, he picked up her cake. She picked up his sandwiches and her family ate his sandwiches. And then they meet up and meet for the first time. That's their meet cute. Then there was a, he wasn't wearing pants in a co-ed dressing room. And then when he calls Nisha to cuss her out for ghosting at the Valentine's Day party, where he ignored her, he accidentally dials Pooja's number and cusses her out, showing his ass the first instant that he could. So No, and then refuses to hang up when he realizes it's a, a wrong number. Like, yeah. he just yelled at a total stranger yeah. and then tries to continue having a conversation. So weird. That was so weird. Get off the phone. Get off the phone, sir. Oh, yeah. That was a mess. Yeah. So if God had put these inconveniences in my <laughs> path, a cake thief, a pervert, and an aggressively wrong number... I would think I was being punished and I would be at the temple, but not Pooja. She dives head in to Rahul. So the fourth one is Ajay is an asshole. So he sends Philistine-like tapes to Pooja because they were childhood friends who, when her parents died, his parents took her in. So she was eight when she went into that household. So they were raised like brother and sister. Later on, he is trying to marry her. So he is my what the fuck moment. And also the way when he sends his little tape, he calls her Moti, which is fatty, right? And she's like, it's a really cute little conversation, but it starts out with, hey, fatty. And I hate him. I hate him a lot. <laughs> so um, he wants to fuck his adopted sister who he thinks is fat. So I don't understand why God hates Pooja so much. I'm taking it personally now. Um, I don't understand. Yeah, because he said, I, I just wanted to announce everyone that I am going to marry this woman out of pity. Yay! <laughs> That's so fucked up. I've known her for a while. She's unmarriageable. The other thing that pisses me off about him is when he was calling his mother to let her know, prepare for a wedding. I won't need to get married now. Otherwise, I got to wait eight to ten months because I got to go to Japan. It makes me think he just needs somebody to wash his drawers. He ain't looking for love. And so his sister will do fine for that role, right? Like, that's the messaging here. He's so gross. So my number five. Um, 
that speech down by the river when Rahul tells a broken-hearted Nisha, blame God, because, you guess I'm getting very reclined here, <laughs> blame God for letting him have you love me when I hate you and I want nothing to do with you. The first stranger that come to my face, I chose over you. All these years of saying, I will never get married. I hate love. I hate marriage. While you were standing right there. Blame God. Fuck him. Fuck this guy. <laughs> He's trash. Rahul deserves no one. Then Rock should have landed on his face. <laughs> and then she should have left him until Tide came in. I don't understand the scene down by the river. It was felt like one never ending hour town. <laughs> Just... Monologue after monologue after monologue and nothing's going forward except you're thinking, oh my God, she can cry really prettily. So I hated most of the movie, but those are my top five. I don't believe this made the final cut moments. So um, if you haven't seen Dilty Pogale, our official rating is Rahul deserves no one. That is our rating. That is correct. Uh, yes. Uh Please see the Madonna wall mural staring at trash. That is our review of this movie. <laughs> um, we will, of course, one day watch another Bollywood film. Uh, but this was yet again another Bollywood film that filled me with gratitude for being single. Um, <laughs> so if you want to watch it just to like come up with five what the fuck moments of your own, please do it. Let us know what you thought. <laughs> Or if you think we are wrong and you love this movie, we challenge you to not contact us and tell us that. We don't want to judge you. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. It made me want to text all of my friends who are obsessed with this movie in high school to be like, what am I missing? What the hell? We were sheltered and it was pre 9-11. That's all I got. That's true. Well, Anju and I are mutual friends with a couple of people who had Shah Rukh Khan posters from wall to wall. So we are just kind of like waiting to understand. That's all. We're just waiting to understand. <laughs> I wish I could talk freely about my thoughts on Shah Rukh Khan, but my family, there's a good chunk of them who loves him. And unfortunately, they are some of the better cooks in the family, so I'm not <laughs> going to piss them off. Understood. I care about pakoras. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, um, I think we're going to leave it there for now. Thank you for joining us for this uh, snarky episode of the Jolted Indian podcast. You can watch this movie for yourself if you'd like. It is available on Amazon Prime, which is where we watched it. This has been Anju. Pooja. And Miranda with the Jolted Indian podcast. We came with love and courage and hope you go in peace and power. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. You've been listening to the Jilted Indian Podcast. The Jilted Indian Podcast is an independent production produced by the hosts Miranda, Anju, and Pooja. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jilted Indian Pod. For more information on episodes, including show notes, visit JiltedIndianPod.com. Jilted